Hey, Wizards fans, happy holidays, and welcome to the latest episode of the Off the Bench Podcast, presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. Today, we talk with Jordan Goodwin, a young man that has been a surprise and possibly a revelation this season for the Wizards. A guy that started on a two-way deal, worked his way up, and is now being a contributor on the Wizards team on a regular basis. We talked to Jordan about life off the court, being a father for the first time, his relationship with Bradley Beal, and how it got off to a rocky start when he was back in the eighth grade, and what's it like now to be teammates with the guy he played on his AAU team. All that and so much more coming up. So here's our conversation with Jordan Goodwin here on the Off the Bench Podcast, presented by the Alibaba Group. Wizards fans, Capital One Arena partnered with Clear to help Wizards fans get into the games faster for free. Beat the crowds on game day and enter through designated Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Download the free Clear app and get started today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller on location here in my home state of Charlotte, North Carolina, here with Jordan Goodwin. Jordan, we appreciate you spending some time with us. I want to start like I normally always start podcasts with guys. Is I want to start with the beginning. When did basketball become a thing for you? Uh, I mean, since a kid, I've always been playing basketball. Probably uh, when it really started was my first grade. My brother had an AAU team, and uh, one of the coaches that was coaching my brother had a, a son. He was in the second grade, and we used to always run around the sideline. So we begged my dad, like, Get us a team, get us a team, get us a team. Took like two summers of bagging, then it started like in that fourth grade. First time playing on the team and just kept going right there. What player do you kind of remember as a kid watching on TV that kind of helped influence you in the game? Uh, Obviously Bradley Beal. Just actually going to watch him play in person uh, when he was in high school. But like from Illinois, so Derrick Rose. Uh, Derrick Rose is like one of my all-time favorite guards and just watching him play, uh, the athletic ability. He went to Simeon, used to pull up his old high school uh, highlight clips all the time, watch him. So definitely Derrick Rose. So someone asked me this the other day and they were like, ask Jordan Goodwin if this is true. So with you being from Illinois, and what year were you born? 1998. So the question is, Jordan, Illinois, was he named after Michael Jordan? Yeah, my dad's how it was. Yeah, he told me. He said, yeah, <laughs> Michael Jordan's a part of it. In the Jordan River, of course, in the Bible. So, yeah. yeah. So how much memories do you have of MJ as a player? Uh, really not that much. Uh, I know my, that's my dad's favorite, so he used to always like watch the old clips and things like that. I was mostly like in the Kobe era. That's what was my, I was a big Laker fan, and Kobe was like my hero. Yeah. So, um, When you say you know, Derrick Rose is somebody that you watched, I mean, the way that he kind of went after the game and attacked the game, how much do you kind of put that into what you do? And and seeing Derrick Rose now still playing and playing for the Knicks, how cool is that when you're like, I'm in the NBA and I'm actually could potentially go up against a guy that I watched on TV? It's crazy you say that because in uh, preseason I told Taj Gibson because Taj used to, uh, you know, Taj would play with him a long time. So he's always like, bug Taj, like I wasn't playing with Derrick Rose. I probably asked him like 20 times to get the same answer. So. I told him, like, I can't wait to get out there and play against him. But uh, yeah, I think he ended up getting hurt in the early game and got subbed out, so I was kind of disappointed about that. But, yeah, that's one of the things I can't wait to play against Derrick Rose. So you're here now, and you're, you're in the NBA. And I think we talked about this before, just about, like, people's journeys. Everyone's journey is kind of different getting here. 
Yours is one where you got it out of the mud. Can you just kind of describe to people what this opportunity means to you? I mean, it's a blessing. Uh, obviously, the life changer for me and my family. Uh, also, my son I just had uh, just just giving, just setting the bar higher from him. Uh, actually, graduating college, uh, doing things like that that my parents didn't do. So I now I have the ability, you know, what I'm saying to set the bar for my nieces and nephews. And uh, so it means just. It's a blessing. We were in New York recently, and I had a chance to see little Jordan. He's six months old. Yeah. Fatherhood kind of changes like all of us. But for you, being in the NBA and, like you said, kind of being like this you know, role model for him now, what is fatherhood and being an NBA player? How do you balance the two? Uh, I mean, it's both a job. Uh, both of them hard. Uh, but you just got to enjoy both of them. Uh, just our game winners getting beat on defense, making shots, coming home, seeing them smile, getting threw up on. Just got to enjoy it, embrace it. Just got to embrace it, man. Just I, I just, I love it. I love him. One of the coolest things that you said that, that I think a lot of dads can relate to is when you get a baby and they're home with you and you have a chance to just kind of put them on your chest. And it's, it's kind of like that bonding moment between the baby and, and the dad. Is that like one of the coolest moments yeah, for you right now? for sure. Uh, like, I told my mom this too, like, this is the first time I actually know what the word like love is, having him, uh, like un unconditional love. Like I understand what that means now when uh, when he was born. So, the responsibility of being a father, though, like how much are you learning that kind of on a daily basis? I mean, I understand that he can't do anything right now without me. So I just got to be, you know, the best role model I can be, and uh, just understand that once he do get older, there's gonna be things that he's gonna have to learn the same way I was and. Luckily, I had a great dad and a great mom, so I'm just going to do the same thing they did to me, to him. Let's talk about your time in, with the Go-Go and how it kind of led you to this point where now you're on this NBA roster. How much time do you really kind of embrace where you came from, you know, playing in the G League and, and getting that opportunity? Uh, I think about it every day uh, before the games, uh, just, not, not, just not trying to go back down. Uh, I mean, the G League's a grind. Uh, a lot of people don't understand, like, you, traveling is terrible, back-to-back -back games is hard, and everybody's trying to get out. So just, just definitely grateful for the opportunity, uh, especially with Mike and Amber, having those people in my corner, just the development down there, how serious they take it, and uh, with the D.C. Uh, G League team is special. Describe the grind. I mean, specifically when you say, like, traveling and doing all that, was there a point or a, a moment where you go, yeah, the sooner the better I can get out of here, I'll appreciate it more. Uh, we played Motor City last year. Uh, we had a home game against, I forgot the home game was late. Our flight was like 6 o'clock in the morning. So we probably get done with the game probably 11. Got to meet up at the arena at 4. Leave, play that night at 7. It's a back-to-back -back game at 3 o'clock the next day. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay, it's real. It's <laughs> <laughs> real. It's real. Your relationship with Brad is obvious, right? Both guys being from St. Louis, but I don't think people kind of know like the backstory of when you guys actually first met. Yeah, uh, it was back in the day. Uh, I played with AU team uh, around the seventh grade, and I first met Brad. And uh, ever since then, it's been just a connection, uh, like a big brother, little brother type of thing. And just he's just an awesome role model. Uh, everything you do, not even just on the court, like off the court, giving back to the community and things like that. So I've seen all that. So There's a photo of you, 
I think yeah. it was with your mom and Brad. Yeah. Kind of describe what that photo, what it what it looks like, but what it meant to you. All right. So as you, in the, I'm gonna send a picture to you. It was a picture. It's Brad. And that was my mom. Brad, then it's me. But I'm over there in the picture with a little mean mug face because I didn't want to take the picture at first because, like, this is my first time meeting Brad. And everybody was talking about how good he is, how good he is. And Brad will tell you, I, seventh grade, eighth grade, nobody could tell me nothing. I'm the best player in the world. So I told my uh, coach, I don't want to take a picture with him. I'm going to be right there with him in a couple years. So it's crazy. You see the picture, I'm still mean mugging, trying to act all tough and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's a good picture, good memory, too. But then you did play him. Yeah, I played him. Uh, it was actually ninth grade. I don't know if you remember in Kansas City, uh, we had won a little national championship, and I was talking crazy to him for like two or three years. We checked it up. He had a street clothes on. I remember I scored the first bucket, missed the second one. I ain't touched the ball since. So it was <laughs> six to one. Six to one. Six to one. I remember that. He probably don't remember it, but I remember it. This is kind of like a full circle moment now. When you, um, I remember the other night you threw a lob to him, and I, I said St. Louis to St. Louis. And now that I think about it more, I should have said, "Look at the St. Lunatics out here hooping." No. Like, how crazy is that? No. You're throwing a lob to a guy that years ago you were taking a photo with, thinking, oh, "I'm better than him," but now he's really he's the face of the franchise. Face of the franchise. I realized in the training camp this year, uh, honestly, when I was guarding him. You dribble the ball at one court. I said, this is crazy. I said, man, like, he, just, he just be on my bench, coach me, telling me what to do. And now we up here grinding one-on-one right here on the court, me versus him. So it just, just a blessing. It just shows how the game just translates. So, so everybody knows about AAU, Brad, and, and, the, and the, the viral speeches. You were on the business end of a couple of those speeches? See, I was on the, on the ones before the, the media came out. So I had like the more tough, hardcore speeches, the ones that's like, the kid, the ones the kids get now, I'm going to be honest with Brad, he's being a little soft on them. Really? Yeah, it's, that's soft. That's soft. That's soft. But it comes from a caring place. Yeah, I, it, I it comes from a caring place, but he's he being soft on them. He might, not, he might not like me saying that, but we had a tougher back in the day. Hey, we were on a podcast here. You can keep it 100. Clean it up, though. But do you remember one of those speeches specifically where he might have came after you? That was after uh, Team Penny lost. Uh, I think it was like EYBL session four, the last one before you go to Peace Jam. So, you know, everybody's trying to get their wins in. We just came out flat, terrible. And after the game, he just went to everybody. It was like, you, you. And he said, pointed at me. Like, it's my fault. I'm the leader of the team. And I was saying, I came out sluggish, not taking this game serious, and we lost. So that kind of right there kind of just changed perspective of basketball for me as well, too. You talked about how he's given back. and. People in D.C. see what he, he does for folks in D.C., but for St. Louis, what has he meant to that community? I mean, everybody knows Brad. Everybody loves Brad. Uh, just like the Bradley Bill Elite, like it was St. Louis League, we changed the name to Bradley Bill Elite, and that just shows right there how much it was. And now we got, I think we start from fourth grade now, like we're going from kids all the way up to the big boys. So it's like just that right there just shows along. And he's actually active. I think he's probably one of the most active NBA players with EYBL. Like, he's there. He's making trips, taking time out of his schedule. In the summertime, he can be doing a thousand. He got kids, but he out there trying to make the next Jordan good one, be better and get to the NBA. So. I, a couple weeks ago, I talked to Caleb Love, and he was talking about how much Brad has meant to him. And it's just, Brad, I'll joke and say, man, this tells you how old I am now. I'm like, no, it tells you how old I am, because I remember <laughs> when you were that kid. But Caleb kind of said the same thing that you said, and he's like, it's a responsibility 
for Caleb now because of what Brad did for him is for him to kind of pay it forward when he puts on that uniform and when he makes it to the NBA, he wants to do the same thing that Brad did for him. Exactly. That's, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. It's guys uh, that play with Bradley Bill uh, Elite at my old college in St. Louis right now. And I'm like, I'm basically saying the same thing that Brad was telling me to them. Like, you got to do this. You got to do this. Even though you don't want to do it, you got to do that. It's going to pay off in the long run. So just passing it down. I want to go back to the game at Memphis. I feel like, and I could be wrong, I really feel like you specifically kind of changed the calculus of this season by just the way you went out and competed against John ja Morant. Now, they did win the game, though, but do you feel like that was kind of like a turning point for you guys? Uh, I kind of feel like my energy just rubbed off on uh, the other guys. Uh, just go out there playing hard. Uh, I think it's kind of contagious just seeing one person out there playing hard, and you probably go make the next person play a little harder, and it just trickle down the whole the whole line. So I think it kind of played a part of it. What was it like going up against a guy that everybody kind of considers as one of the rising stars in NBA and you're right there toe to toe with him and made him visibly uncomfortable being out there on the floor? I mean, like I, I tell my dad this all the time, like when I go up against different players now, it's like I, mean, I guard Bradley Bill, the whole training camp. Like, I guard the superstar and he gave me work. I got stops, but it's like if I can go out there and guard Brad, at least try to stop Brad, I can guard anybody. So the moves he do, like, you, it's Bradley Bill, like, we see it. So I'm saying, so I just got that mindset. If I can go in front of Brad every day in training camp, I can go against the uh, John Morant, uh, you know what I'm saying, the top guards in the league. They say iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. And then the very next night after that, we're actually in Charlotte conducting this interview. And after Memphis, we came here. You had a perfect night for, from the field. Did you know it at the time that, that or were you just so locked into the game? When did you realize? I think you went seven for seven. Uh, after the, my last free throw, uh, I think I, I don't know who said. Somebody said it on the bench. Somebody said I was like, oh, okay. But like, I won't. I really don't think about offense. I just let that part come to me. Okay. But it's like, I was just making shots. I was hot, and all the shots I took, they were just good shots. So. So, but but in the rhythm of the game, like, do you are you cognizant of, oh, I made that shot, or I made that shot, or are you just kind of like, you just out there hooping? I'm out there hooping. If I miss a shot, that's all right. I'm just trying to try to get it back on the defense end. If I make a shot, all right, let's go get a stop. Just like always on to the next play. What's been the biggest surprise for you here in the NBA? Good, bad, or whatever? Uh, biggest surprise. I mean, it's early on, it was a little surprise. Like, okay, this actually happened. This actually happened. But then, like, once I kind of sat back and realized, like, this is what I work for. So it's like, it's starting to sink in. It's like more of a surprise from like my family. My brother called me the other day after the, uh, yesterday, last night when I landed in. He said, man, you just played against Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? He's telling me that. <laughs> it's like, doing on the court, I'm not thinking about that. It's just like, now it's like, all right, it's here. Let's take another step. Let's try to develop. Let's try to get better in certain areas. So that's how I'm, I'm thinking about it. The one thing I noticed when you were playing for St. Louis is your ability to rebound, not only rebound, but offensive rebound for a guard. Where does that come from? Uh, so back, so back when I started training with my trainer Daryl Leonard in uh, St. Louis, like I never had like rebounders. You know what I'm saying? So by miss, he used to make me go chase my rebound down and always put it back in. So I'm going game speed, shoot my own shots, threes. So I miss, I got to get that rebound and put it back in. So then, you know, my jumper wasn't always where it is now. So I used to have a lot of misses. <laughs> so, so that's a lot of rebounds. So. Just going after my rebound and just, just translate over to the game. Is it still fun or are you starting to see kind of the 
business of basketball because you are a two-way player and I think there is a cap on how many games you can play before they have to make a decision to so so is it still fun or are you also now seeing like the business side of it um uh, it's still fun it's still fun uh I really don't even think about the business side of it uh honestly Tommy Shepard told me something last year he told me be where my feet are at first I didn't really understand it then I started realizing like because I was last year I'm not gonna lie I think everybody in the G League like, I always think, like, well, I'm not in the NBA yet. You know what I'm saying? So once he told me that, be with my feet, I kind of stuck with me. Like, all right, I'm right here in the G League. Let's be the best G League player I can be. So now I'm here on the two-way. So let's just be the best two-way player I can be. And we'll talk about that when that, when that time get there. So that's the mindset I'll take it in. That's the best way to end this podcast. Be where your feet are, people. For Jordan Goodwin, I'm Chris Miller. Thanks for watching this latest edition of the Off the Bench Podcast.